Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we kick off the 2023 preview of the SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us. Definitely subscribe to the podcast on that platform. And let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, at CousinBailey at gmail.com about being a sponsor. Well, first off, congratulations to last year's champ, Gus. Um, Is your second year as a full-time member? Third? Uh, Second. Second year. Second. Yeah. Well, what a way. What a way. No, no. Wait. No. Third year. Third year. Third year. Yeah. No, more than that. Well, he'd been a guest for quite a while. I'll find out. Eh, Forget about it. Anyways, without further ado, uh, let's get into the game. So what we're doing, uh, as everyone may or may not remember, uh, at the beginning of the year, we always uh, pick the over-under on uh, games won by each team um, in the SEC. And uh, that used to be a kind of a a tiebreaker situation at the end of the year, but I think now we're just kind of doing it because we're experts at this kind of situation. Um, I can't remember who won the national championship last year, so I'm just going to skip right past that part. Let's see. Are we, are we trying to figure out how many years uh, Gus has been involved? Three, just gonna... three years. So this is the third year. Third year. This will be the fourth year then. Okay, got it. Twenty. All right. 2020, 2021, 2022. So this will be the fourth year. Got it. Okay. So uh, do you guys want to start top to bottom uh, in the lowest over under, or what do y'all, what do y'all think? I just want to know what everybody's drinking. Well, I was going to say we probably should stop doing so much housekeeping on air. Um, Okay. Well, since I'm, since I'm uh, still, okay. And oh, and one last thing. I'm not sure if you guys remember last year, you guys being the audience, but every week we have a new host to deliver the games to us. Um, that is de- that is determined on who had the best record the week before. Um, now, obviously it would be cool of me to let Gus do this, but since I'm unlikely to host any weeks beyond my little intro, I'm going to take charge. Just just this one week. So let's go. You know what? In in the spirit of fair play, let's give let's ask Gus. Last year's champ. What are you drinking today, buddy? What kind of Oban? Champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> we'll get to Oban later. I'm I'm working from home tomorrow, so I plan on getting pretty fucked up. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They can't tell when I come hung over from home. I am drinking a reef donkey from Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Pretty standard around these parts in the greater Tampa Bay area. And it is very good. It's great football beer. Great. Well, staying on that side of the bay, um, malt liquor. What are you drinking, buddy? So I am drinking 
should be sponsored by the reading glasses I refuse to buy, but um, a Pills Mafia Pilsner from Thin Man Brewing in Buffalo, New York. Very good. I've had, it, I've had it before. It's very good. Excellent. I don't care about Buffalo. Their fans are a bunch of fat losers, but yep. good, they, know segment. To, they know how to drink beer. Yeah, well, of course they do, and crash into tables. So speaking of uh, crashing into tables, uh, all the way out in Arizona, our producer, Dr. Riffick, what are you drinking, buddy? I'm actually having a Dragoon Pilsner. So. Oh, another Pils. Excellent. That would have been great to have when I was out visiting you. Yeah, we should have. Did you guys there. have well, any dragoon? No. Yeah, no. we did. Mm. 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 At the Maybe. hotel at Star Pass. Oh, okay, that's right. Where, oh. where where Gus got to experience his first monsoon. That's correct. Wow. Um. Yeah, and and I'll tell you a little bit about that trip in the green room. All right. Excellent. Uh. And well, uh, to wrap it up, I am drinking something called Easy Rolling Ale. This is a collab between Rolling Oats and Green Bench Brewery over here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. It's a uh, collaborative oat pale ale with citra, azaka, and grapefruit zest. So it's it's pretty good. I mean, nothing wrong with it. It's easy drinking at 4.5%. So I'm happy. I've also got some Buffalo Trace ready to rock in a few minutes when, when the oven comes out. Let's just say that. Did the uh, St. Pete Rolling Oats stop doing the uh, hot plate lunches? Uh, like where you get to pick and they serve it to you. So the one, uh, you know Tam- what? I- the one in Tampa stopped doing that, and it's all just like pre-made packed. It was one of those remnants from uh, the COVID hysteria. You know, uh, I I wonder. I have I haven't eaten there. I haven't gotten anything hot from there in a while. Um, that would make sense because there's like rarely a line in the kitchen area. They're all focused on the uh, prepackaged stuff. I'll tell you, I know I've said it a million times, but I'll say it one more. Uh, at y'all's, um, the mushroom risotto. Oh, yeah. Tam- Tampa Rolling Oats was like one of the best things I've ever had. It was yeah. so good. I'm so sorry to hear that it's no longer available. But y'all's beer section is huge as well. So that's something nice. Um yeah, I guess I'll ask. I know a guy who works uh works the kitchen. I haven't seen him in a while. They still do like the smoothies and the you know, that kind of stuff, but um I haven't I haven't seen the hot stuff in a while. That that would that would track though. So did you guys have a good summer? Good off season rather? Uh yeah. You know. No, good. Sweat my balls off like we all are, but Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I grew an inch. That's fantastic, uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I went from a Waist 34 to waist 35. Oh, darn. I thought you were going to be able to ride the rides. (laughs) Hey, Yeah, well, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe you should, uh, how did, how did, how did DeMalt Liquor describe the weather the other day? Said it was like, being in someone's mouth. (laughs) I said that to somebody the other day. Their initial reaction was, oh, God, that's so right, though, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I can't take credit for it. I heard it from my wife. She can't take credit for it either. Uh, but she heard some comedian describing florida that way it's just like being inside someone's mouth okay so i don't i think i'm gonna just give you credit or your wife i'm, I'm not gonna go that far back yeah yeah or i'll just take credit that's kind of go I for it with, yeah with good jokes it's in the ether i agree it's ip baby or no it's not eh, whatever anyways um how's the weather out in uh zona uh it's good we finally i think after 
53 or 63 days of triple digits. A lot of it, <laughs> a lot of it in 110 degrees temperature. So uh, it's been good. Monsoons roll through, cool things off. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. You know, it's a, all of a sudden it's 110 and 15 minutes later it's raining. And yeah. chunks, chunks of ice are falling from the sky. Oh, good. <laughs> I remember uh, in the, in Gainesville in the summer, you know, obviously like clockwork, it would rain every afternoon, but that did absolutely nothing except like make steam rise from the streets. And it was like muggy and disgusting and like smelled hot, like, like steam. So um, I don't know, but um, well, anyways, um, yeah. I mean, thanks for asking. Everything's good here too. Uh, maybe we should just kind of roll on in. Um, uh, we've got, a let's see uh the well i mean well, we can talk about the teams as they come along but i i think um it's gonna be oh god yeah it's gonna be kind of an interesting year uh for for some less so for others but uh i think uh in 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 you know what i'll do you a favor buddy uh in in honor of last year why don't uh why don't we let gus take start us off and I guess we'll, given like the nature of this, uh, the way the list is, we should start from worst to first. So, Gus, why don't you lead us off there, buddy? Absolutely. I love starting with Vanderbilt. I love starting with Vanderbilt. I believe I picked them. I think they were three and a half last year as well. Maybe maybe two and a half last year. I'm not sure, but they got to five wins. Five wins. They have a, for them, daunting schedule. Hawaii, Alabama, A&M, Wake Forest, UNLV, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Auburn, South Carolina, and then Tennessee. So there I see one, two, ooh, they'll have an upset three. Yeah, I'm going to go under this year for them. Uh, they'll beat Hawaii, they'll beat Alabama, A&M in their first two, first two games. And I think they'll have, they might beat UNLV. And then they'll probably have an upset, so maybe four. No, I'll say they'll lose to UNLV. I think they can shock Kentucky. I'm not sure about Kentucky this year. Like, what are they really going to do? I don't know. I, they got a transfer quarterback. I mean, we're not talking about Kentucky. So, um, Clark Lee, third year. Uh, it's been steadily improving. But once again, it's it's Fandy. I mean, how good are they going to be? When are they going to get relegated to a non-power five and FSU <laughs> is going to join the SEC? Like, honestly, like when's that going to – or Clemson. Like, when's that going to happen? Probably soon, within the next two years. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the under on that. They'll probably win three games. Yeah, I, I just always take the under against Vanderbilt. Um, I know Clark Lee is kind of an oh, upstart guy, and they had a decent year last year, but – He's supposed to be a defensive guy, and their defense was probably the worst, maybe even the one defense worse than Florida's. Um, kind of relying on a fresh or a sophomore quarterback who was okay as a freshman, AJ Swan. But um, I remember watching him a little bit and was very underwhelmed, uh, even by Vanderbilt's low standards. So uh, I am taking the under. Um, I'm gonna. You know, it's funny, like, because, you know, they are traveling to Florida. That's kind of funny because I, I, I'm not feeling great. I mean, they're, I mean, this, this is where they're going. They're Wake Forest, I think, is actually a pretty good team, but they're going to Florida, to Ole Miss, to South Carolina. Those are three games that I feel like could have been more competitive at home, potentially. Um, 
And then, I mean, you know, they're not going to get that fourth win at Tennessee at the end of the year. So, um, but, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about their stadium for just 30 seconds. Uh, did you see that they demoed both end zones like a couple weeks ago, if not like a, like a month and a half ago, like in with zero concern about this season. And apparently the, 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 the new build out isn't going to be complete until the 2025 season. So they could have, this is something I think they could have started in maybe February with the, uh, well, I guess when the weather got a little bit better anyways, with the, you know, goal being 2024, but that's how little concern they have. When did they, when did they hire Jeremy Foley as like their athletic director in charge of facilities and stuff? Of course. Yeah. Well, do they have a new softball stadium yet? I, I, you know, yeah. Then we'll know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, I just don't see a fourth win here, um, especially without any real knowledge about these teams. So did they did they knock down those end zones by dropping the anchor? <laughs> anchor down, very far up. Big anchor, big anchor. Maybe they maybe they dropped it on one side and the anchor drug and just ripped it all apart. I think that's actually what happened. All right, God's anchor. God said, "You don't." Hey, aren't they supposed dessert. to be smart? They're fucking idiots. Sorry. God no, they they probably idiot. don't care. <laughs> Yeah, Gus, you were the only one to take Vanderbilt last year. So you were solo, and I, I just can't do it. Not four. Not four. If, the, if it was three, I'd take three, but not four. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, move on, uh, .com, to – or let's let's uh, let's go with um, with Malt Liquor. He's got some inside information on uh, – on Florida this year, Florida has is an over under of five and a half wins. So, what do you got for us there, uh, Malt? Um, I have inside information. Did well, I you forget? listen to a you listen to a podcast is more than any of us did. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so and I actually, I there's a guy Will Miles who is a good Twitter follow and yes. does some good analysis. He's a little bit of a homer. But um, he kind of broke down the team. So I actually read his kind of expansive breakdown. So the expectation, obviously, you know, you look at Florida being in this company is rare for us. Five and a half. We do have a brutal schedule. Second year, we've got a transfer from the Big Ten as our quarterback. So, you know, we all know how that's gone in the past. Um but he was a pretty highly regarded kid coming out of high school. Um, strength of the team is going to be uh, running game and the offensive line uh, by far. I mean, we've got two potential all-SEC running backs, some depth behind them as well. O-line should be pretty good depending on – I think we got some high-rated transfer from Alabama and one from somebody else – somewhere else I forget – uh, the key is really in what the biggest issue last year was how bad our defense was. If our defense can be like average from, you know, the stuff I've read is, you know, the Gators offense was very, was pretty much a little bit unlucky, terrible in the red zone, which seems insane when you have a running threat like Richardson. But I still feel like there was a promise not to run them or something. Um, but, uh, you know, what I see as sort of the the bright side is, you know, with Mertz, he's going to be less erratic, and maybe that is what this team needs to try to, you know, keep 
keep the keep the record above five hundred. I can't believe I'm talking like this about the Gators, but it is what it is. Um, the positives are we've got a really good recruiting class coming in, so the hope is that our season is at least promising enough for most of those guys to stay. And I think Larry said this back in the days: you don't want to be in a situation where you're like Tennessee was, where you're firing a coach every two years for two decades. There's just not a way to catch up. So I'm actually told myself to give Billy a little bit more rope than I have for some of the other previous clowns we've had around here. Um, But with respect to this number, I actually think it's a little bit too low. I mean, we have a lot of toss-up games, kind of depending on where we settle in the, you know, South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, who's the other one? Um, Arkansas, Arkansas, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Missouri yeah, Missouri. Um, where we settle in that group can kind of depend. Yeah, I think will dictate, and I, I think we're going to be a, a little bit more efficient on offense, a little bit better on defense. So, th- in that mind, that should get us to six wins, and you know, with some breaks and maybe some breakout guys, especially a receiver. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get to seven or eight. So I'm going to take the over. Those, everybody you mentioned is just, I mean, they're all at over under six and five. So there, that is a, a really, really tight group you're talking about, including Arkansas that I brought up. Um, I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, I, I, I heard some, if you're, if you're a Utah fan, semi distressing news there, um, Cam Rising, the quarterback who was awesome last year, he's still questionable because he tore his ACL like at the end of the season. So he's still questionable. I heard their backup to him has had has been in, in I don't know if in and out is the best way to put this, but has been in the has been in the hospital recently with a relapse of an injury he had. So we have the potential of playing a third string quarterback at Utah next year, or I mean in, in a couple of weeks. Is that the walk-on guy, the third stringer, or the or the second stringer? Okay, look, all I have was the information I gave you. So, okay, uh, sorry. Click, click. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I'm saying I I could see us coming <laughs> inexplicably coming out of Utah, either like blown out or with a win. Um, we have McNeese State, Charlotte. I don't know anything about Kentucky. I mean, I don't believe in Kentucky. We got Vanderbilt at home. South Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri. That I see over six wins there, just there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over as well. Maybe barely, but um, I just feel like I don't I don't know if Vegas is going. Oh god, well they lost Anthony Richardson. You know uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna do good this year. It's like I don't, I watched that. I watched every game he played. He won two games, maybe. I mean, you know, okay, maybe three, but he was so erratic. I'm, I think we said this last year. Have you ever encountered a situation where you couldn't care less if a number one draft pick either stayed or went? And that's where I was by the end of the year for sure. So I'll take the over. Yeah. And one thing about that rising guy is what he wasn't like, he was an effective passer, but he's what made him a good college quarterback is his mobility. So even if he does come back, he's got to imagine he's going to be. Oh, yeah, with it with an ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be limited as hell. Yeah, but are they going to want to? 
are they going to want to put him at a, you know, against like starting off the season as an SEC defense? Maybe. I don't think. Yeah. Well, that SEC defense wasn't great last year. Um, but another thing too, and I'm sure we'll get into this in week one is it wasn't like, yes, Cam rising was great, but he was also throwing everything to Dalton Kincaid. Everything was going to Dalton Kincaid. He was now on Buffalo in the NFL. Pills so, mafia. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I definitely see a win against McNeese State. Um, I'm honestly pretty interested to see Tennessee this year. Joe Milton at the helm there. They lost a lot of starters on offense, so that'll be an interesting unit to see if they're as explosive as they were. They lost their receivers, so I'm sure we'll get into that. But that that could be a win there, I think, for the Gators. Charlotte, yes. Kentucky, definitely. I think they're way down. Vandy, yes. I think losing – They'll lose to South Carolina. I think South Carolina is on the rise a little bit faster than than the Gators are. Um, they're they're well on their way to rebuild. Arkansas was not great last year, so that could be a win there. Missouri, probably a win. I don't know, man. Florida, Florida State, you never know. Um, so I mean, I could legitimately see seven eight, seven wins possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have the the over here. I think the offense will actually be much better. Um, listening to, and I know you guys aren't a big fan. I'm not a big fan, but Matt Baker today, just talking about how it mm. seems like Napier is a little bit happier with Mertz than he was with Richardson, just because he almost felt forced to use Richardson's skill set, which isn't something that's part of Napier's offense when it comes to the scrambling and and immediately. Well, I guess he didn't immediately run when plays broke down, but you know, having to use his legs and try to build that into the game plan where where Mertz is more of a game manager and that should fit very well with a run heavy offense. It's kind of like, you know, they'll be stacking the box and then you can hit them with a quick, quick slant for big yardage or maybe hit them over the top as well. Um, so I think it'll definitely be interesting, but once again, the key I, I believe is the defense, but yeah, give me the over. I think the Gators will have seven wins this year. Another sweet. All right. That's turning into quite a rivalry. Uh, so uh, the next, um, Oh, fudge. I guess I'll take this one. Um, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is a six and a half over under. Um, so let me look at their schedule for the first time all season. Again, it's it's uh, this seems to be a, a common theme with uh, Arkansas. They they loaded heavy with teams that are, you know, they have three out of conference teams all in a row. And oftentimes they go into like their first SEC game undefeated. Um, they're playing. BYU at home, but you know, I, I can't remember what happened last year with that game, but um, you know, I I could see them going three and one before they face AM, which is, you know, tends to be a better game. Say they win that one, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. Uh, you know, I mean, I, okay, listen, I just counted nine possible wins. So I'm going to take the over. On Arkansas, they do have FIU late in the year when all the uh, all the asshole teams get played. Uh, but they do kind of, I mean, they don't even run into any crazy buzzsaws. Like a lot of times, they do that as well. Um, they've got A and M on in neutral at Ole Miss, at Alabama, and then Mississippi State at home at Florida. You know, maybe five years ago, three years ago, at Florida was going to be a you know an automatic dub or loss for them, um, but. And who knows what's going to happen with Auburn? Obviously, you know, um, you know, Lion cheating. What's his name? Crooked. Might have, 
crooked might have them up up for that but i i could i could see them going over i'm going to take the over just because uh i like i said I, I counted a possibility of like eight potential wins so i think it's conceivable yeah i actually have them going under here kj jefferson it seemed like he took a step back last year from from the previous year and i know he's back more you know more experience i guess you could say but he seemed to also be a little injury prone last year um, also, they're only returning four starters on offense, so that's that's not very good. I like Sam Pittman a lot. Um, he seems like he's a good coach. I just don't know if he can get it done on the recruiting trail. I mean, they'll they'll beat Western Carolina, they'll beat Kent State, they'll beat FIU. Those are complete garbage teams. But I think every other game, I mean, they'll probably be in the games. But I mean, I think BYU will beat them. I think Florida will beat them. Mississippi is kind of a wild card maybe they will possibly missouri i'm not really sure i just don't see them getting though to seven i don't see seven wins on that schedule so i'm gonna go ahead and take the under here yeah i'm with gus i like i like the under only because i think their defense was even worse than the gators and i think they've had to hit the portal pretty hard to try to fill that in they do get jefferson back but i think he's gonna be he's gonna need to play really well and play every game. And I think I see him missing or being in, you know, hampered by injuries in at least two or three. So they're going to have a hard time winning those. So uh, I think it's going to be close, but I, I like them probably same record last year with six wins. So I'm taking the under as well. Enjoy all, all right. So I'm the uh, lone wolf. Enjoy that. that. Enjoy that Island there. Cause I'll take the under. That's fine. I don't think uh, this means anything. But um, uh, let's stay in the SEC West. Uh, for the listeners, uh, this is something we discussed. Uh, we're just gonna we're doing all the games in order, so we're not we haven't we do not have them divided up by uh, division. Um, so Auburn's next um, at six and five as well, or excuse me, six point five, six and a half over under. Uh, Gus, what do you got for Auburn? Well, Hugh Freeze is back, baby. Woo. Spent some time in a in a <laughs> hospital bed coaching Liberty. Got Malik Willis way overdrafted. I mean, the guy can work some miracles at the college level, let me tell you. Uh, but no, he is actually a hell of an offensive mind. Um, he was great at Ole Miss. Uh, had that program flying around. I'm sure there was some NIL money coming out before there should have been. But, um, you know, hey, whatever it takes you to get over the finish line. Um, so, yes, yeah, six and a half wins. So TJ Finley's gone. They have this guy, Robbie Ashford from Oregon. That right there, he's a transfer. That kind of makes me think he's going to suck because he came from Oregon. But then again, he may have been smart enough. He realized, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, but if you can't beat out Bo Nix, like how bad are you? Um, but if you look at their schedule, Massachusetts, Cal, Samford, I think those are three wins. I don't think Cal's very good, especially with, you know, I don't I don't know if they're going to try to make a statement in the last year of the Pac-10. Um, so that's three right there. It'd be interesting against Mississippi and Mississippi State. They'll probably beat Mississippi State. I think they'll beat Arkansas and then New Mexico State. So yeah, I'll take the over here. I think they'll I think they'll get seven wins as well. Um, we'll see. They have eight returning starters on offense, nine on defense. But I guess that's kind of out the window when you have a new coach. But I think Hugh Freeze is smart enough to get them seven wins, creative enough on offense to get them seven wins. Yeah, so I was checking out their non-conference, and so I had to look at Cal. Man, Cal sucked last year. They had they were four and eight, horrible defense. 
So that's uh, that's good news for Hugh. Um, SEC West is going to be tough, but I think uh, I think Auburn's going to be a little bit better than you know the experts might think. I see them probably fighting for maybe fifth or fourth, probably fifth. So it's probably between them and Arkansas as to who go, who can get the seven wins. Um, so uh, I like Auburn. They they had a couple of unlucky kind of weird losses too. Um, didn't get shit out of that bum Finley. Uh, so that that's got to be an improvement. Did you see where Oregon is doing uh, with Bo Nix? What the same shit they did with Joe Harrington? He's got they got a huge billboard billboard yeah. in New York. Uh, for him, so you know, did they did they airbrush out his pimples? Well, I think under underneath it is a is a Clearasil uh, ad too. So oh, okay, uh, all right, clever, clever. But uh, yeah, I'll take the over. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I don't think if if we by the end of this, if we if we uh, lined up all my over unders, if these numbers would possibly work out, um, having Arkansas and Auburn because I think. That could be a toss-up game for who gets the seventh win, but I'm, I'm, I was looking at our Auburn's schedule. I definitely see seven wins on there, uh, provided Crooked Hugh is, you know, well, I mean, I guess he's not crooked anymore. He can do whatever he wants. He's well, he free. Was, he was born yeah. again at Liberty, so yeah. So I mean, does he need to call prostitutes? So I guess I mean, I'm sure they have no problem with that. Yeah, not at, at Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, just go to yeah. Phoenix City. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. Um, how about you, uh, Dr. Riffick? Well, before Doctor says anything, I, I just realized, oh. like, their they're draw from the East, so bipolar. They got Georgia and Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well they, well, they, yeah, I mean, they play they play uh, Georgia every year, but they have that Vandy game. It's uh, those lucky bastards. Yeah, uh, I'll take the over also, so. All right, great. Another one, another sweep. We're, we're, we're rolling right along, fellas. Uh, now uh, comes this team that I've learned to hate over the – I mean, I've always kind of hated them, but, the, you know, I don't know. Kentucky. Uh, they're, another, they're in the six-and-a-half game, uh, a gang as well, over-under. Um, I was looking at their schedule. Uh, it kind of looks like – I mean, they start off with a, a – a, they're guaranteed to be 4-0 and when they travel to the Swamp on September 30th. So they've got Florida at Georgia, then Missouri. Let's call that five. Tennessee, Mississippi State, potentially. They have Alabama this year. That sucks for them. At South Carolina, at Louisville. I don't know much about Louisville, but I'm going to call that a W. So I feel like the South Carolina and Georgia, or South Carolina and Florida are going to be um, the teams. They have to beat one of those to get to seven wins. And uh, as much as I don't like Mark Stoops, I think he's capable of winning one or both of those games. So I'm going to take the over for Kentucky. So uh, they lost, uh, obviously, the greatest quarterback in SEC history, Will Levis, last year to the draft. Mr. Mayo. And they're replacing him. I think they got a transfer from NC State, um, Devin Leary, who – was about like a guy who you'd expect to transfer to Kentucky. You know, seems like a game manager average, but Kentucky always starts out well, like, like you mentioned, cause, and it seems like, you know, they're like, Oh, the top 10 team. And then they have like a three game losing streak between October and November every year. Um, 
I think they're still going to be pretty strong on defense. I think they sort of have like, you know, they're not going to probably have less than six wins. The question is whether it, you know, is seven or eight. Um, I'm with you though. I, I'm going to go over. They're just pretty steady. I really hate them, but um, I think their strength of their defense is going to, you know, keep them in most games and they'll scratch out seven wins. Not so fast, my friend. Is that guy still on college game day or did he stroke out? No, he's, he's, he's got well, he up. did, he did stroke out, but he's still on college game. He strokes out every morning. Okay. All right. Poor bastard. So, so seven or six and a half is the number. They start out four and oh, maybe Missouri. Maybe Mississippi State, maybe Louisville. I don't know. Like they're, man, I don't know what they're going to do on offense. To be quite honest with you, I think they lost Chris Rodriguez as well. Their running back isn't he gone? Yep. And he was kind of their workhorse. Um, I think their OC, who was there and then left for the Rams, is back. Liam Cohen. Yep. Uh, so he's back. Uh, couldn't cut it the NFL. Um with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll be solid on defense. They always are. Um, wow, but they that's there's no way. It says they're returning 10 offensive starters. There's no fucking way. If Rodriguez and Levis are gone. Um, they lost a lot of guys on defense. Uh, this is a tough one. I wish I could push on a six and a half here, but I can't. Fuck it. I don't like Kentucky. I've grown to hate them a lot. I'm going to take the under here. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah, it worked out well for you last year when you were solo. So, but I'll take the over. I think they get the seven. They have All a right. they have a Paul Rodriguez, but not a not a Chris Rodriguez. That, that guy's picture in the chat that 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 is a Kentucky quarterback right there. Let me see this. That's, oh yeah, that's the transfer. <laughs> yeah, douchebag. Is that his name? Up. Fucking asshole. Larry. Next, we have another, uh, gosh, I mean, you know, we have three more teams with over under at six and a half. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, they are, uh, like I said, six and a half is the number. So, Malt Liquor, what do you think? RIP Mike Leach. Um, yeah, God, that was horrible. So, their new coach is Zach Arnett. Um, was he with them or is he a new guy? No, he was, I think with, he was them. with them. Was he, he was with them. Was he the okay. DC? Or... Yep. So he was their defensive coordinator. That's my understanding. Yeah, but I think because uh, when did Leach? Did he, he died before the bowl. Before yeah, the December. bowl. Okay. All right. All right. I was thinking before the season. Okay. Um, I can't believe it's only been a, like eight months. I thought it was like a, like the year before. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Barbet is the new offensive coordinator. Apparently he's going to um oh he was the white quarterback for Grambling. Remember that guy like 20 years ago that was the white quarterback for Grambling? Yeah. Anyway. Um <laughs> totally. And was uh, OC at App State, uh, Appalachian State, sorry. Um and I guess he's going away from the air raid. Uh so anyway, um they still got one of the top quarterbacks. Will Rogers is back. Um, the defense was a, was better than you would think last year. 
They, uh, you know, kind of middle of the pack. I just kind of feel like you lose, you lose something with that guy leaving, not just the fun quips and that, but sort of, I think there's some of the, it's just, I don't know. I, I expect a down year. Um, so I'm going to take the under only because Leach is gone. I mean, that's the extent of my analysis. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, it's great having Will Rogers back, but if they're changing systems and Rogers has been in that system for what, three years, I mean, you know, um, a new head coach, I mean, who knows? I mean, they got Southeast Louisiana. That's a win. Arizona should be a win, but I think Arizona's kind of on the rise for Arizona. No. Okay. Maybe they're recruiting really well. I don't know. So uh, it, it's funny, not, sorry, not to interrupt you, but yeah. um, on the Staples show, they interviewed Jed Fish, who's Arizona's coach. Yeah. And he's uh so he was very like engaging and a dynamic guy. And they have had some wins on the recruiting. I think they got like a five-star, I forget the kid's name. But he went to UF and was a student a few years, he's a few years older than us. And he got into coaching because every morning he would leave some sort of note or call or something football related in Steve Spurrier's windshield wiper of his car. And finally he wore Spurrier down and Spurrier was like, you can come on as, cause he said back then you were either like the equipment manager or like on the training staff, there was no like grad or student coaching positions. So just through like force of personality, he was able to do that. And that's what started him on his path. And his, uh, his roommate was, um, uh, I forget, uh, is it Mike Rosen? Who's the, now the jets general manager. And he said that when they were in like at Oxford manor, sophomore year, uh, they were both saying, uh, Rosen was like, I'm going to be a general manager in the NFL. And he's like, I'm going to be a head college football coach. Anyway. Is it Howie Roseman, the Philly guy? Howie Roseman. Yeah. Philly, Philly. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just looking at their schedule. Okay. If we give them Arizona, that's two wins. Western Michigan, three. Southern Miss, four. I don't know if they're going to beat anybody else. I mean, they have from the east, they're pulling Kentucky. And South Carolina, uh, I mean, they're still even if they beat those, even if they beat Kentucky, it's only five. No, I'm going under. They, they're they're going under here. Sorry, R.I.P. Mike Leach. I I'm the same way. Um, just basically, I mean that uh, Maltlicker made a great point. I mean Rogers has been in the same system for. I'm not saying the air raid is something that was, you know, obviously working to a T there, but it's what he knew. And so now he doesn't know it. And we, we know what it's like to change not only, uh, uh, not only head coaches, but offensive coaches. And anyways, yeah, no, I'm going under as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, having Mike Leach there would have changed my thought big time, maybe even changed their over under for all we know. How about you, uh, Betty Lou? <laughs> Sweep it. I want the under. All right. I think this is if you ha- if you had to pick a a lock of these numbers, I think that's the one right there for me. 
Mississippi State Thunder. Yeah, strictly because of the yeah the leech thing. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Okay. Two more in the six and a half. So Missouri. Missouri's over under, believe it or not, is six and a half. I wonder what the over under on is. How many teams had six and a half? Is there, anyways? So, um, Missouri uh, coming off a, a season last year opens up uh, South Dakota, Miss, Miss Middle Tennessee State, um, Memphis at Vandy. So that's one, two, three, four, five. I don't. Th- I don't know. Kansas State is oh, actually they're going in the season ranked 16. I was about to say Kansas State has has put on a pretty good show early on against SEC teams in the past couple of years. So let's say uh, Missouri is going to be four and one heading to the LSU game, but then they've got LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and at Arkansas. I could see maybe one more win. Maybe maybe that's four. Maybe two. Two out of there, and that's not going to get you. So I'm going to take the under for Mizzou. Yeah, I'm with you. Fuck Mizzou. They suck. I'm going under two. They won six games last year. We really think they're going to be better? No. Yeah. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Um, Might be his last year in Missouri. I don't know. Who knows? Can they be relegated? I just don't like him. I'd rather keep Vandy and get rid of Mizzou. Is that all right? Well, well, just I mean, I know you mentioned that about Vandy. They're a founding member, so it'd probably take like an act of Congress to get them out. But Missouri has been the bane of my, you know, like scheduling existence. Not, I know they've won the SEC East a couple times, so they're obviously not like the. I mean, that was also at a really downtime in the SEC East. But um, I don't like them being in our conference. They don't have anything southern about them so i I mean i guess part of the part of the uh ozarks is in missouri maybe yeah but yeah so i guess that's kind of they have something great it was a slave it was a slave state it was a slave state that's correct yeah like uh i mean i see them winning south dakota But I see them. I see them beating South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, maybe Vandy, Memphis. So four, maybe four. That's it. That's all they're. That's all they're gonna. That's all they're gonna win, man. Fuck Missouri. I don't like them. Fuck them. I know I was all over Eli's dick a couple years ago, but fuck that guy. Another sweep. I'll take the under as well. Okay, well, uh, to wrap up the uh, this this illustrious club here, South Carolina is also has their over under number at six and a half. So uh, last year's champ, Gus, what do you think about South Carolina? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know they're not as good as the Oban I'm now drinking. Oh, so look there at you, is fancy. that. I mean, you're basically it's like fucking peer pressure over here. That's all I was hearing at the beginning of the pod. Open, 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 open. Yeah, where's this open? Open the open. Fuck. Fuck me. All right. All right. So South Carolina, very interesting. Six and a half. I think they're going to be a much better team. They were eight and five last year. Um, Spencer Rattler's back. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's a serviceable quarterback. 
maybe he's matured, won't make as many dumb fucking mistakes as he's made in the past. I like Shane Beamer as a coach. Um, he seems like a pretty likable guy. They open at North Carolina, which I think will be an interesting game. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name who's a quarterback, supposedly going to be the number one or number two pick in the NFL draft. Um, all right, nobody has, has any help here for me. That's going to be on a neutral site, too, so take that for yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, Charleston, okay. Or no, Charlotte, sorry. Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. Charleston, Charlotte. where are they going to play in Charleston? Holy shit, there's no stadiums there. Um, but they got, they'll beat Furman, they'll lose to Georgia. I think Mississippi, they'll beat Mississippi State. Tennessee will be another interesting game. I think Florida will be an interesting game, especially because it's at home and it's their homecoming game. Beat Missouri, they'll beat Texas A&M, beat Jacksonville State, beat Vanderbilt. I think they'll, yeah, they'll beat Kentucky. And they might beat Clemson. They beat them last year, right? They did. Yeah, I I think, and the game is at home this year. It's not on the road. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take the over here. I, I really like South Carolina. I think the East will shake out Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Vandy. That's how I think it's actually going to shake out. So, yeah, give me the over here for the Cox. Yeah, I, this game, this number scares me because I feel like a lot of people really like South Carolina this year. And, you know, I mean, Beamer's a likable guy. Um, they had, you know, some big wins, as Gus mentioned. It makes me a little bit cautious about maybe thinking they might regress a little bit, but I think he's got them going in the right direction. Clemson's not the Clemson of five years ago. Um, and I think they're going to be you know, probably a little bit better than the Gators, unfortunately. And I think nipping at the heels of Tennessee as well. Um, so I'll take the over as well. But I would be a little bit cautious about it because it almost feels like you're getting baited into picking it. So, Because before I step – or I'm going to step on your dick here a little bit. Um, Please don't. They're only returning four defensive starters. That being said, apparently they have a true freshman coming in who his, his comp is – surprisingly Jadavian Clowney. So, I mean, Fuck. if they could get a guy in there who's like Clowney as a freshman and is a game wrecker, that would, it'd be interesting on the defensive side of the ball. Sorry, cuz. No, no worries. Um, that's some good info. Uh, oh, I'll, but just real quick, um, I'll see your Oban and I'll raise you a Buffalo trace. Heavy handed pour. So enjoy. I'm also going to take the over. I counted like seven wins that I felt really comfortable with for them. Um, and that wasn't including Florida, which, you know, like you said, it's their it's their homecoming. It's at South Carolina. Now, you know, Florida's not it, it, I mean, like a, a lot of these schedules, a lot of this comes down to like how teams we just have no idea how they're going to play this year. But I mean, that's the nature of the game. I mean, you, we feel like I mean, that's the nature of the game when you're talking mid middle of the pack like this. But um, I'm also going to take the over. Uh, I think South Carolina, unfortunately, is on the rise. Um, hopefully they can get hit with some kind of NCA violations or something like that. I love rooting for stuff like that. So, um, uh, Dr. Riffick, what do you think, man? Uh, let's sweep it. They're going to go over on that one. That's great. Well, I, as I was, uh, discussing with Gus, uh, last year's champion, Gus, um, I don't think anything goes better with South Carolina and some good old barbecue sauce. And, um, I wanted to let you know you the audience that this portion of the bourbon boys picking the sec is brought to you by pandemic sauce company amidst a worldwide pandemic of lockdown with nothing but time on its hands 
friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your favorite new sauce. That's Pandemic Sauce Company, pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code bourbonboys at checkout for a discount. So, um... It's been a little hot to smoke this summer, but I have used to smoke on the smoker, but I have used um, a never ending supply seemingly because he keeps refreshing of uh, jalapeno apple and the uh, mango habanero. But don't forget to check out seems like seems real gentle pineapple reaper and scorpion guava. And don't forget blueberry ghost pepper. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code bourbonboys at checkout. Thank you. So uh, next, oh, my gosh, we are out of the six and a half over-unders. We're now entering real, real teams like Ole Miss. So uh, let me think here. How about Malik? Or why don't you tell us what Ole Miss has got up for us? So the lane train is back. You look at their I mean, the West, like we said, is going to be tough. Um, non-conference Mercer, twenty-fourth ranked Tulane at home. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, at twenty-fourth ranked Tulane, Georgia Tech, who uh, I assume still sucks. Let's see what they did last year. Um, this is compelling pod right here. Yeah, they sucked. Um, but then, you know, it's sort of, what do you think they're going to do when, um, they get into the meat of the West? Uh, they draw from the East. They've got, um, Vanderbilt. So that's nice. Uh, and Georgia, which is not so nice, so kind of a wash there. But their non-conference is not tough. Um, I think Mississippi State is going to be down, so that's another win. Just kind of at you know where you think they 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 land below Bama, LSU, obviously. Um, is A and M going to be better? Probably not. So I, I think this is too low. Honestly, I think they could easily win nine games. So. Um, don't sleep on Lane. I'm I'm taking Ole Miss in the over big time. Yeah, um, I think they're going to lose to Tulane. It's at Tulane, and it just seems like a game that Ole Miss would lose. I don't know. You know, they never they they play the the really good teams tough, but then they kind of shit the bed against mediocre opponents. And I'll put. Tulane has a mediocre, immediate Jesus, mediocre opponent. That's How many cool. opens is that? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Uh, but um, yeah, I still think though they're. I think they're better than A and M. I think most teams are probably better than A and M. They're kind of like the Missouri of the West for me. Um, a lot of hype, no bite. I don't know if Missouri has hype actually, but um. Uh, yeah, they'll get they'll get eight. I'll say they'll get eight. Fuck it. Jackson Dart's back, baby. He's back. They're returning nine on offense, so fuck it. Give him eight wins. 
Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I counted seven just kind of at a glance. So that's compelling. Way, way too much uniformity here. Yep, I'll take them also on the. Well, other. it's a good re- good thing that this doesn't mean anything anymore. True. We're just trying to educate our listeners what to expect <clears throat> with these hot takes. So uh, next is a. Uh, I don't know what the hell you call AM. I mean, they're preseason ranked at 23, but, you know, I, I just don't have a, I never have a great feeling about them. <clears throat> even, even when they're, you know, beating Alabama, they, you know, then they go and shit the bed the next week. I mean, didn't they lose to like App State or almost lose to them last year? Something weird like that. So I believe a loyal listener would be mad if you called them App State and that's twice. Uh, in this podcast, not by you, but two overall. Yeah, we got to be better. Be better. Yeah, we got to knock the while. rest off and be better. Okay. Doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, what about that like millisecond I'm saving by not? Anyways, whatever. Um. So that's this is another seven and a half. Uh, one, two. They got their three. Interesting at Miami second. Uh, Second game of the year. That'd be nice if they'd go back in the doldrums. Um, it seems like a, it seems like a lot of a lot of. I mean, they're gonna have to have a lot of like you know, games that could go either way. I'm gonna take the under just to kind of mess it up a little bit. So uh, I'm gonna take the other side of this, and um, probably one of the biggest moves that I just read about, which I think could really open up AM for some good things is Bobby Petrino is back in the SEC as their offensive coordinator. And as good as he is, I think the at calling plays and he's got a pretty proven track record record of scoring points. It means Jimbo's not calling the plays. So yeah. um that's going to be a big boost. Uh they still have the talent. It's just a matter of, you know, putting it together in a way that's not, you know, a disgrace. They did lose my boy, a chain. Who's uh who was a very explosive, but I think, uh, I think with Jimbo all or kind of stepping back a little bit, I just think they sort they weren't five and 17. they lost a lot of close games. Um, so I think they're going to be a little bit better. So I'm going to take the overs on this side. So is Petrino actually calling the plays? Has that been decided? I don't know. Because the last I heard, they're being very cryptic about it. I mean, he has to, right? Why would he take a job where he's not calling the plays? Well, he wouldn't. Where else would he work? I don't know. Like, I don't think he has a lot of options. He probably has some, like. Why? Because of, of morality? Yeah, morality. Um, kind of. I think there's still that stink on how he left. Uh, the Falcons, yeah, and didn't he didn't he go back to Louisville and sucked? Yeah, something like know. that. I don't know, and I could like I think Jimbo just has this fucking ego, you know, yeah. where he wants to control things. So that'll be that'll be different. Uh, definitely interesting. I do agree though. I think their five and seven record was a little bit of a fluke last year. They probably should have been seven and five. It's interesting. Uh, this is the first year I bought Phil Steele's magazine, and uh, that's where I've been doing some of my 
research from. So hot off hot off the press, Petrino confirms he will be AM's primary play caller. Oh, okay. He confirms that. Did Jimbo confirm this? <laughs> good good that's a good point. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Have a Billy Martin George Steinbrenner episode going on at a press conference or something. Um but uh, Phil Steele doesn't have Max Johnson starting for them. He has Connor, Connor, Connor Weeman yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that that'll be interesting. I think A Chain is going to be a huge, huge uh, loss for them. That guy was electric. I, he was he was basically their offense last year. All that being said, they are returning ten offensive starters if you count Max Johnson and ten defensive starters. So. Man, I hope they. I do hope they beat the shit out of Miami. I hope they just absolutely fucking crush Mario Cristobal. Uh, they'll lose to LSU. They'll lose to Alabama. Hmm, maybe Mississippi, maybe South Carolina. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, no, fuck it. I hate them. I hate AM. Fuck them. Under. I'm taking the under. They'll be fucking five and seven again. Fuck those guys. Just do you all know where Haynes King transferred? Uh, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. Oh, I was gonna say TCU. I don't know. Georgia Tech. Uh oh. Watch out. Watch out. That'd be awesome if he beats the shit out of Georgia. Or FSU. Or FSU and FSU. They're on somebody's schedule. Like we just went over that. Who who they? Uh, I think it was uh, South Carolina or Ole Miss. South Carolina, yeah. Or Ole Miss. There it is. Ole Miss. I don't know if it's going to mean shit. Just letting you know. Wow. House divided. All right. Finally. Well, um, now we get into the big dogs. The top four teams in the SEC. Um, LSU has an over under of nine and a half. Um, I'm gonna let one of you guys go through with this. How about how about last year's champ, Gus? Yes. So I have to eat a little bit of crow here. I talked a lot of shit about Brian Kelly last year, but by the end of the year, he had that program rolling. Uh, they were really, really good. Um, Daniels matured, became a really good quarterback. Mason Taylor is a fucking stud at tight end, and he's only a sophomore. I think they're I think they're gonna win the West. So definitely going over here. I mean, I look Florida State, that's it's a neutral site in Orlando. Florida State will be decent this year, but I think I, I mean who's the better coach there, right? Norvell or or uh Brian Kelly? It's it's Brian Kelly by leaps and bounds. Um, they'll beat Grambling, they'll beat Mississippi State, they'll beat Arkansas, they'll beat Mississippi, they'll beat Missouri, they'll beat Auburn, they'll, they're playing fucking Army. I think they're going to beat Alabama, even though that game is in Tuscaloosa. They'll beat Florida, then they have Georgia State, and then they'll beat a You think they're going undefeated? Holy shit. Yeah, like, I, I think they may lose to Florida State, just because it's opening weekend. And, like, weird shit happens, right? First game of the year, sometimes you get, like, those weird upsets, like, the first through third week of the season, it's kind of weird. 
So, yeah, I mean, I could see them possibly losing to Florida State, but if there was ever a rematch, like they would absolutely fucking dominate them. Um, but yeah, I, I think they might go undefeated. I, I think they're that good of a team. I think LSU is back this year, and they're going to be reigning in the West. I can't think of a worse place to be than that fucking piece of shit stadium in Orlando with those two fan bases. I mean, it's, I it, it could be a great game, so that would be like kind of the one bonus of it. But is this a one-time thing, or what? Why they did they, it last year. Oh, they played is? last year at the Superdome, right? Yeah, and it was uh It came down to some crazy, crazy, weird shit that happened. Yeah, it was where FSU took the lead, and then they had some insane penalties, and then LSU, despite having no business being in the game. Oh, they, I mean, LSU outplayed them, but they had like a missed field goal or missed extra point or something or yeah, that won the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. They, they, they came, they did like a 99. So FSU was going to like go ahead by two scores and they like fucked up at the goal line. Right. And LSU had like no timeouts, less than a minute left, got down and scored and then fucked up the extra point. I think they went for two and missed it or something. If I recall correctly, but uh, not good. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, this is my lock. I'd love the over. I think, I think they this should be ten and a half, easily ten and a half. So uh, yeah, I think they're you know they're they're gonna whip our ass. I think they're gonna beat FSU, and then you know it's a matter of whether they get through the West with you know one or two losses. But even if they do that, that's ten wins. So um, Brian Kelly's a good coach. And they got loads of talent, and they were actually depleted last year. And so I imagine they're they're restocked and more have more depth than they did at this at last uh, last year. So uh, my lock of the week or year, I guess, would be the appropriate one here is is LSU. I'd bang that over. Same, uh, you guys said it all. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is the kind of thing that gives me indigestion. Realizing that Brian Kelly is going to be there for like 10 years. Only getting stronger and better. So, yay. He, he could have a heart attack at any moment, though. So He, he looks like he's ready to, but yeah. you know, he could just be Irish. If Mike Leach can go, Kelly can yeah. go. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's sad. What am I? Yeah, my... Uh, Sleep it. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, the, next, uh, the la- next and last uh, team with a... Nine and a half uh, over under for games win games to win this year uh, is Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is is I don't want to say it's an enigma because um, they they were good last year, but their 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 quarterback um, was high flying, total badass. Now now all the all the hype, all the the preseason hype is that Milton is good better same is not better and of course we have to buy into that um but i think uh i don't know i mean like does was last year a fluke i mean you know you're starting over with a brand new i mean he's not brand new he's been in the program but you're starting over with a new quarterback um they open up the season uh with Virginia in a neutral site. I don't know where that is. Probably Atlanta or some shit. Um, Nashville. Asheville? Nashville. Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense because they'd be playing in a 
they'd have to dodge like uh, needles if they were in Asheville. Um, Austin Pay. Then they go to Florida. You know, that's that's the kind of game that used to mean a lot. And frankly, you know, it could it could that could suggest how either team's season's gonna go. Um UT San Antonio, South Carolina we think is on the rise. Texas AM we think might be dropping at Alabama. They beat Alabama last year in the last minute at home. But you know, who knows how Alabama's gonna be this year. At Kentucky, I think that's a dub. UConn, Missouri. I just think there's uh, too many question marks on some of these games. Uh, this isn't because I hate Tennessee, but I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. Fuck Tennessee. I like the under as well. They lost a lot. I've seen Joe Milton's work. Uh, it's not going to translate. You can't You can't just replace a guy like Hayden Hooker, um, especially if they lost their two top receivers. Defense is still pretty below average. I think there's going to be a step back, and uh, I don't know that Heupel's a program builder. I um I just realized I think I called him Herndon again. I think I did that all of last year. It's Hendon. Did Whatever. I call him? I called him Hayden. So yeah, it's Hendon Hooker. Okay, well I was ta- I thought it was his last name, so I totally forgot what his last name was. Same as last year. I apologize. At least I won't have to fuck that up every week. It's not our fault. It's his parents' fault for giving him a stupid name. It's hard to remember. Gus, last year's champion, Gus. Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of, I well, I'm not kind of, I am with you guys. Um, I don't <laughs> know if there's five wins on this schedule. Whoa. Uh, uh, so, I mean, and here's why. Bold statements coming from me. They have two games where the opponents are coming off of a bye. So on October 21st, they're at Alabama. The yeah. next week, they're at Kentucky coming off a bye. You know that's going to be a night game in Kroger Field. The gym of the fucking SEC is going to oh, be rocking. Beautiful. That and I don't think they're very good. Then on November 18th, they played Georgia. And then the next week coming off a bye, your Commodores. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling really good about your picks until you started hanging your hat on them. This is the only time I'm doing it. Like I honestly, like I... I just don't see it with Tennessee. I think last year just it was everything came together for them and it sucked that Hooker went down with his with his uh I think it was ACL um yeah. late in the year cuz I think they they would have made a push for the national title. I honestly think that, but I just don't I don't they're not going to be able to score like they did last year. They just their offensive superstars are no longer there. Like they're with Joe Milton Okay, their their number one receiver's name is Squirrel White. <laughs> so, and then Brew McCoy. So I, I don't know a squirrel. Like, is he squirrely? What's going on there? Like, is he gonna is he gonna go try to get his nut on the field? Like, what's going on there? I almost the hope he. I almost hope he's like six four two forty. Squirrel. <laughs> what was the name of that dog in uh, Seinfeld that that they described as like a squirrel? The one that that uh, Elaine was afraid of. Oh, the one in her neighbor's patio or whatever. It was no. It's when she was um she had rabies and she was afraid of dogs. Oh, okay. Not what? farful. Puffball or whatever. Puff whatever. Oh, puffball. He runs oh, on batteries. He's, yeah. he's a little guy. Five ten, one sixty five. Oh, there we go. There we go. Maybe squirrel's not his Christian name. 
Mm. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to be with you guys also. Ooh, oh. going against the involves. Going against yeah, I'm going to be with you guys. You know, uh, the involves are no more. They have since picked up and moved to a different university, one that we all feel very strongly about in Tallahassee. Ugh. So, um, the fuck? Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I'll Do they hate us? Is that the question? There. Is that what's going on? All right, great. Well, that was um, another another sweep. Okay, so uh, the second best, according to the over-under team in in the SEC, is Alabama. Alabama. Oh, oh doctor. Alabama has a, is over-under of 10.5, and, and I really want to know what Malt Liquor thinks about that. Uh, I like the over. I think Bama's gonna, they're going a little bit back to their roots. They got a little too um, pass-happy, which you know, is great if you've got three number one receivers every year. And they didn't have that last year. And despite having what I really thought was a really probably their best quarterback of the last uh, 10 years, um, didn't translate to even a division title. So they're going to, they're going to go back to a little bit more, I think ground and pound lean on that offensive line. They've got a amazing stable of running backs Obviously, a new quarterback, that's the big question mark. But I think, uh, you know, having the game and the studs that they have on defense, and I think maybe uh, Nick's kind of want to maybe reassert himself, focus again. They did bring in Tommy Reese from Notre Dame, who eh, I don't know if he's the best offensive coordinator in the world, but um, they got loads of talent. And uh, I think they, they bounce back and, and cover this number. It's going to be great. It's going to be, I think them and LSU are going to be, you know, probably each at 11 wins. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I like Bama and the over. So um, a couple of games of note, they're hosting Texas, highly rated Texas. On the second week of the year, is Texas great. back? It was a great game last year. Yeah, they're traveling to South Florida, which I'm having a hard time believing. Correct. Sir. Um, they're hosting Tennessee, obviously hosting LSU, but they're hosting LSU after a bye week. Speaking of bye weeks, I think, yeah, um, they are. But LSU is coming off a bye as well. Excellent, excellent point. Thank you. They travel to Kentucky, and then they travel to Auburn for the Iron Bowl. And if anyone knows anyone who needs a uh, four-bedroom, four-bath penthouse condo in Tuscaloosa, please contact Cousin Bailey at CousinBaileyGmail.com. Do they get a guest? Oh, they get whatever they want at this point. They can come um, on for the rest of the year for the podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll give them top billing. So – God, I hope that doesn't mean we're going to the uh, South Florida game. I'll try and keep it away from that knowledge away from Mrs. Cousin Bailey. Um, anyways, I I, I agree. Uh, I mean, the schedule is it's always tough, but I could see them, you know, maybe maybe 
I just don't see many teams on this that are going to beat them. You know, save for LSU. So they're going to be 11 and one and LSU theoretically undefeated going to the uh, SEC championship game. I mean, it's wild stuff, man. I mean, undefeated in the SEC. That's, that's a wild scenario that, you know, frankly, it doesn't concern us at all, except for the whole LSU beating Florida, which is probably guaranteed. So it'd be exciting to see. But um, I'm going to take the over as well. I don't understand. Is it a recruiting thing? Why they they're playing at South Florida in September? We did it, but I mean that was just kind of a well. Yeah, that's a. I mean, we did it. We're not exactly them. It's it'd be like us going at like Troy. Yeah, but I mean, think about Tampa Bay is huge, like you said. Yeah, wise. True. True. It would be like us. Let me go in at Tulane. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun trip. Yeah, we most likely win. Wouldn't have to, and then wouldn't have to leave uh, Bourbon Street or you know uh, New Orleans. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're all good. All good. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with you guys. I have one loss on their schedule. That's LSU. I think they're going to beat everybody else. Uh, they do have a pretty good murderers row. I guess you could call it murderers row, and in, in the West, I mean it's they go Mississippi, Mississippi State, A and M, Arkansas, back to back to back to back to back, and then Tennessee. So before they're by, I mean, I know those other teams, in my opinion, aren't great, but I mean that's that's a pretty good run right there. Um, without any without a bye week in between. I also think the Texas game will be very interesting. I don't think uh, Manning's kid, Cooper Manning's kid, Arch, has won that job. It's still the the one fucknut who came from Ohio State. It's uh starts with an E. I can't think of it right now. Um, yep, Elling or no? I'm not sure. Maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't start with an E. But it, it'll be. I think it'll be another great game. Um, but I think they'll pull it out. I was a little worried about their quarterback situation. But then, because uh, he's a transfer from Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner. But then Malt, when you reminded me that Reese is the OC, I think that's a, actually a pretty big advantage that your quarterback already has a pretty good grasp of the system that's being installed. So, uh, are you talking I, about that redneck Ewers or whatever? Yeah, guy with yeah. the mullet. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, he beat out. He's he's going to beat out the Golden Child, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Arch. Arch. Yeah. 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 Arch. Arch. So, oh, for yours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a tough fought, uh, one loss season, but I think, I think they'll be able to do that. And then they won't make the SEC championship game and they'll be rested up for the, for the playoff. Playoffs. They'll, they'll probably win. So. Wow. How about the Dr. Riffick? Uh, I guess I'm going to go Lone Wolf. I think they have two losses in there this year. So, all right, I'll take the other. Well, um, now this team's coming out of nowhere. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Georg, Georgia, Georg, Georgia. I think it's a soft G. Sounds Russian. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know much about them. Uh, I guess they've had some success lately, but it really hasn't resonated. In, in my you know right side of my brain um georgia 
is an incredible. Basically, what 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 Vegas is saying, they're either going undefeated or they're not. Uh, Eleven and a half wins. This is basically where Alabama was the last ten years, but now Georgia is, which makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Excuse me for saying that. Um, they lost their quarterback. They won't. They're you're coming off of two straight national championships. God, what kind of fucking what happened at CERN that 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 turned this into the worst worst universe? Um. I'm not really even going to look at their schedule. I think I, I, I it, it, I don't know anything about them. I, I, it's like one of those times where I wish we had a Georgia fan on this uh, podcast, which I'm joking about. Of course, I would never want that. Um, who's their starting quarterback going to be? Is it somebody that played a lot last year that I don't know about? Or no, Carson, Carson Beck. Beck. Sounds as white. He sounds whiter than any person I've ever met in my entire life. He's the guy that hasn't he transferred twice, like from OSU to Miami to Georgia. Or... I think so, yeah. And that sounds whiter than Stetson Bennett, the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Who was the guy from? Uh, who was the boat shoes wearing guy that we used to joke about? Perry Orth. <laughs> no, Perry. Was, was it Perry Orth or Carta no, was... Samuels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. No, some ethnic coming out of there. No, there's another. There's another name. I South Carolina, right? Perry Orth, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Perry or- no. Perry. Yeah, he sounded like a. Yeah, well, whatever. There's they a lot of white work. people in the SEC. A lot of white quarterbacks in the SEC. Um, let me scroll up here. Win, 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 win. That's my um, John Gruden impression. Oh yeah, they're going undefeated into all the way to Atlanta. So they're either going to face Alabama or LSU. And I'm saying that because I have no idea how this quarterback's going to play, but I don't see anybody on here who's all that daunting. Um, Tennessee, at the end of the year, it's just going to really be whether or not Milton figures it out. And uh, at Auburn, very early in the year, which is unusual. Usually that game's in uh, November, right? Or like late October. So that's going to be strange. I guess they swapped Tennessee and Auburn. Um, if they can get past Auburn, I think, uh, no, that's not it. So, um, now I think, I think they're, I think just by a, ma- a factor of their schedule, they're probably going to be undefeated by the end of the year. So I'll take the over. Yeah. Fuck. What fresh hell is this? Um, yes. I don't see a loss either, even though they, and they did lose Todd Munkin too. Um, that made me happy. And replaced him with Mike Bobo. But I don't think it matters. Uh, you know, I mean, t- I guess Tennessee, but they, that's a team they kind of match up well against because they have the corners to disrupt Tennessee's sort of gimmicky offense. Um, oh, man. Fuck it. I'm just going to will a loss, so I'm going under. No, I'd love it. Yeah, I think Munkin's actually going to be a pretty big loss for them. I mean, Brock Bowers is amazing. Um, but to be honest, who are their receivers? McConkey's back. Glad. Yep. He could be Do my most a, he could be our most hated college football player of all time. Do they have a big white tight end? Yeah, Brock Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. That kid's yeah. A stud. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna win the Heisman probably. Um hmm. But you know we'll see we'll see about their quarterback situation. 
new OC. I, there's got to be there's got to be a loss or two in there. I, I just can't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're probably their defense is probably still stacked. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, they have seven returners on defense, so they'll be really good there. I don't know. Maybe Haynes King. Haynes King, man, that guy. He he's gonna throw it around on there. At Georgia Tech against Georgia down there, huh? And at Hot Atlanta. But uh, yeah, Georgia Tech's not beating them. I'm I'm still taking taking the under. Fuck these guys. They're gonna have. <laughs> they're gonna have. Uh, um, Man, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. My fault. No, no worries. Um, no, look at, look at him. They'll, they'll have, a, they'll have a, a loss or two in there, so give me the under. How about Dr. Riffick? What do you think? Jesus, it looks like he's got alopecia. I didn't know white guys could get alopecia. Uh, it's broken roadback, bro. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can't find a loss. Sorry. I don't I want it to happen. I want him to lose every single one, but yeah. I, I I just can't do it. Gus, who did you have? Or what did you have? I had the under. Yeah. Yeah. That's house a divided. That's a house divided. Um Well, uh I'm glad this doesn't mean anything cuz it's impossible to pick this shit without thinking. Without, I mean, you know, how many new quarterbacks are there? How many existing quarterbacks are there? I think like everybody is, I don't want to say lock because I, I just, you know, like I said, it's so, and it's so uncertain, but I think everybody's got a good feeling about LSU and Alabama. Well, except for Dr. Um LSU, I'd say is probably everyone's lock to do well this year, but um I'm going to, I'm going to close out and then try and get y'all's thoughts. Um, click, click. Uh, well, that will do it for the bourbon boys podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsor pandemic sauce company. That's pandemic sauce uh, Don't forget to subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends. Uh, any last thoughts, fellas? Uh, it's hard to believe it's football season in 10 days. Kickoff opening kickoff is Navy at Notre Dame, but in Dublin. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And the, that's, believe it or not, that's actually the best game of the weekend because the rest are shit. But uh, anyway, excited for football to start. Um, And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the Gators will beat Utah and we'll see. I only got go Gators. Yeah. Um, so the first game of the the first weekend is the twenty sixth. Or when is this? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to. I, I I I. It's funny. I'm you know usually so excited at this point, but you know like the last like two years have conditioned me. I feel like I've fallen back in the uh, the ten years of futility mode. The only thing kind of keeping my head up above water right now, there is the knowledge that uh, Napier is a hell of a recruiter. Apparently provided he can, you know, get these guys signed on the next two years should, should really do wonders for the, the problem is got a buzzsaw of a season this year, a buzzsaw of a season next year. So we need to hold on to these guys and, and we need to need some freshman starters in 2025. It sounds like, um, and, and in 2024 for that matter. Um, I, uh, 
I don't want to say I'm not excited, uh, but lately sports has been um well, this year it's been a it's been a hell of a weird raise season. So I'm and I, I'm trying not to bring that up too much, but can can you know, considering like what can happen, uh, you know, Mullen, I, I'm still kind of like reeling from the way Mullen just crashed and burned after the 2020. Um, the last couple of games that year, like it was so weird. It was like LSU through shoe throw. We almost beat Alabama. And then for good reason, we get completely slaughtered by Oklahoma. And then we have the worst year, you know, in five years. And then he's gone. And now we got to start all back over again. So it's like, I'm kind of in that. I'm kind of tentative, you know, like, of course I'll watch every game, hopefully maybe make it up to one, but. And I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you know, we're talking, we don't have a chance this year is how we're talking. And that's not a fun way to go into a season, but that's just, you know, that's just my crazy old opinion. No, like I can remember being an undergrad and like you go to these games and you just know you're going to kick the team's ass. And you're like, how do you even go like thinking that you might not win? And that's kind of something that's something we've had to adjust to. So I'm trying to go in with an open mind that, you know, I want to see improvement, obviously, on defense. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, as soon as we have one stupid play or, like, give up three consecutive third and 15s to give up a touchdown, I'm just going to be angry again. I just know it. But yeah. I'm trying to go in with a more zen-like approach. And now uh, we all need to channel Phil Jackson. Yeah. Um Serenity now, serenity now. Is that what we should all say? It sounds like um, the. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I that that feeling. Of course, I mean, of course, I know we were at undergrad at the same time, but the feeling where you like know you don't have a chance. You know, when you play Georgia, when you're going to play LSU, um, it's it's a it's a deflating feeling, knowing that you can spot five losses without even blinking yeah and that's uh you know and i don't know like it's one of those thank god we're in the sec east sometimes but you know we're still now i mean everybody i'm not obviously i'm not suggesting everyone's on the rise but south carolina's on the rise kentucky's been good lately tennessee was great last year with a different quarterback obviously we know what's going on in uh yoria um former soviet republic of georgia so it's like it's just, it's a super, super down feeling, but, um, Hey, but I mean, you know, like I'll bet you in, you know, six months when I'm, when the season's over, I'm going to be wishing to God there was another game. Right. So yeah, you know, just got to kind of figure that out. Um, Dr. Riffick, any last thoughts? No, no, it's always, okay, that was good. It's always, it's always darkest before the dawn. That's right. Oh, That's right. I like that. I know. Did you just make that up? So, uh, Gus, anything uh, to piggyback on anything we just said, or are you just going to stick with Puckett? Who's their kicker? Who's whose kicker? Gators. I don't know. Exactly. That's a problem. Oh, okay. I see. That's that's how I'm going out there. Can't can't win, even though they have the game changer special teams coach. Um, I think our, that's the actual. Our title. punter, our punter's preseason All SEC. Isn't he Australian? Yeah. Crawshaw. Crawshaw. I love that guy. We're going to become punter you. Well, he'll shrimp on the ball. Yeah. Hey, it's very important position. 
So for um, malt liquor, last year's champ Gus, our producer Dr. Riffick, I am cousin Bailey saying, "Go Gators, go get drunk, go Gators."